Coming up on Philosophy Talk. The problem of evil. That makes me angry. And when Dr. Evil gets angry, Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die! Why would a perfect God create such an imperfect world? Is human nature intrinsically evil? What is your theodicy? Our guest is Michael Tooley from the University of Colorado, Boulder. Here's the plan. We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. The Problem of Evil, coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW, San Francisco. Continuing conversations that began at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. Today, the problem of evil. John, this is a problem I know you treat every year in your introductory philosophy courses, so tell me a bit about it. Well, with pleasure. Actually, I'm just going to quote from the ancient philosopher Epicurus, who put it in such a good way I can't improve on it. He says, either God wants to abolish evil and cannot, or he can but does not want to. If he wants to but cannot, he is impotent. If he can but does not want to, he is wicked. If God can abolish evil and God really wants to do it, then why is there evil in the world? So now Epicurus was an ancient Greek philosopher, and the Greeks believed in lots of gods, many of whom were just troublemakers. So maybe this argument is just uh, proving the point. The world is not governed by one perfect god, but by a medley of imperfect gods. Well, that's a good point, Ken. The problem really is central to philosophers in, in the tradition of Abraham, to Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Because at least in their orthodox forms, these religions hold that there is just one God, and that God is perfect. Uh, perfect in what sense? Yeah. Well, there's some cool terminology associated with the problem. God is supposed to be omnipotent, which is to say there's nothing he cannot do, should he choose to do it. And God is supposed to be omniscient, which is to say that he or she knows and sees everything. So God in this orthodox tradition is the sole creator of heaven and earth, creator of the whole universe, and he could have created it any way he wanted to, and he knew what would happen if he created it this way or that way. But And then you can ask, why did he create it just, this way, just the way he did? Take an example. He knew that Adam and Eve would eat the apple. He knew that that would make him mad, and he knew that this would mean he's going to throw humans out of the Garden of Eden. Now, so why didn't he just create an Adam that was a little more obedient, who paid more attention to what God says and less to what that darn snake and Eve, and, and Eve tell him to do? Well, that episode in the Garden of Eden doesn't seem to have been a very nice thing for God to do if he knew it was going to happen in advance. And that's, that's one form of the problem of evil. Uh, since God is omniscient and omnipotent, and he created a world with lots of suffering, including, it seems, the suffering of innocents, children, and animals. 
And he created a world that seems to be full of injustice. He must not be a benevolent God. But really, if he's perfect, I mean, he ought to be benevolent. You don't want him to be a perfect bastard, do you? You want him to be benevolent, right? Well, that gives you the more usual form of the problem as an argument against the very existence of God. Assume, for the sake of argument, that God is perfect, omnipotent, omniscient, and completely benevolent. We infer, then, that the world must be perfect, the best of all possible worlds. But it obviously isn't, so we must reject our assumption. God doesn't exist, or at least the orthodox Christian God doesn't. Seems pretty open and shut to me, and to show. But I suppose you're going to tell me it's not that simple. Hey, this is philosophy talk, Ken. Nothing is simple. There wouldn't be any fun if it were. Of course not. Some of the greatest minds in philosophy have worked to find holes in the argument and thus defend God. Philosophers from Augustine, Aquinas, and Leibniz to contemporaries, guys that are our friends like Peter von Inwagen, Alvin Plantinga, and Robert Adams. A lot of good and interesting philosophy has come out of this. By the way, here's one more term. These defenses of God are often called theodicies. So did we get one of these theodicians or whatever they're <laughs> called to be our guest? No, quite the opposite. We have Michael Tooley, who thinks that uh, the th- who, who really enjoys poking holes in theodicies. Uh, he, he thinks the problem of evil is a huge problem for believers. And, and by the way, he's quite an important philosopher, quite apart from his uh, interest in the philosophy of religion. So it should be an interesting show then. And we'll start by considering the holes philosophers claim to have found in the argument, that is, the theistic responses to the problem of evil. Then we'll look at the responses by skeptics, those who claim the problem of evil really is a very serious problem for people who believe in God. Then we'll move to a more general problem. How should we think about injustice and suffering in the world? We'll look at theistic perspectives and also atheistic perspectives on this question. But first, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, went to Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. There she talked to someone for whom the problem of evil isn't just a philosophical abstraction, but a part of the fabric of life. She files this report. Why does God allow evil to exist? This question plagues people in the face of the Holocaust, Darfur, or a teenager gunned down on a Saturday night. It's understandable that some people might question the very existence of God when confronted with such evil. I lived in New York. I lived in New York on September 11th, and so I lived in the aftermath of that question. You, you must have heard it too. Where was God on September 11th? Mary Haddad is canon pastor or second in command at Grace Cathedral. She says it's fallacious to say that God allows evil to exist. Rather, Haddad would have people think about who God is. Are we thinking of God as Superman? Are we thinking of God as magician, being able to extract the direction of the planes? I mean, think that's what people were asking, were questions that were really meant to parse who God is. Who God is gets to the heart of things for Haddad. She finds fault with the argument that God is somehow all-powerful and could control what happens in the universe. I can thwart God's power because God can't make me love you. God can't make me love God. That's the incredible thing about this story. Um, God gives us choice to choose God. So if God can't force me to love God, right there, God is not all-powerful. As Haddad sees it, the problem of evil is connected to our capacity for free will, not to God. The whole arc of coming to faith is a fascinating mystery. Why do some people have faith and why 
do some people not have faith? Why, you know, the capacity to respond um, says we have free will. So God as creator, we understand, gave us the capacity to choose between choosing God and not choosing God, between choosing good and choosing evil. Canon Pastor Haddad says the God she knows would never allow evil to happen. And yet, she gets asked regularly why God allows bad things to happen to good people, that it's somehow God's will. It's then that Haddad shares her own journey of pain and suffering. My father died in a tornado, um, sudden, tragic. It was, it was as bewildering an event as a 20-year-old could experience. I, I could not accept thinking that uh, for some reason God needed to, to take my father's life at the age of 58. I, I, I'd be an atheist. Haddad says evil and random acts simply exist in the world. Who knows why? In spite of the insurance agents who would cause such things acts of God, I would say God has nothing to do with those so-called acts of God. And yet the act of God was in my own healing and transformation and my own capacity to, to heal from this experience of death. It's abstract saying, could God have stopped the tornado? I mean, what, what the heck? How, how can I answer? There isn't a human being, scientist, meteorologist, who can answer that question. So a lot of theology is, you know, if it's not helpful, what's the point? In the end, Haddad says, the answer to the problem of evil lies within us. You know, to all the questions, you know, where, where was God? You know, where was God in the tsunami? Where was God in 9-11? Uh, or where was God in the Holocaust? Um, you know, God could be saying, where, where are you? For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.